What's up, guys? Welcome to the Free For All Podcast, your source for all things geek. I am your host, Evan Swaffer. With me, as always, Chuck Nally. Yep. Josh Barnett. Hey. Yeah. Show three. Video games. Video games only and their accessories. For the main reason I miss trays for video game accessories. What about the... Taco Bell Nacho Cheese Jersey Mike's Steak and Cheese sub. Yep. Okay. I mean, fairly simple, but it's basically just a Philly steak with cheese whiz on it. Yep. Which I'm pretty sure you could probably get. That's probably just someone's Philly cheese steak. Yeah, but it's not Taco Bell's Philly cheese steak. And if some Taco Bell meat happens to accidentally fall into that sub, I mean, so be it. What if you took that Philly cheesesteak and, like, just mashed a bunch of KFC potato wedges in the middle? I thought you were going to once again say the famous bowl, and I was going to be (laughs) real, real mad about it. Evan is the famous bowl guy, not me. I've never even had a famous bowl, but I'm going to have several. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we have to record this at like noon so that it's not too late for us to have gotten these breakfast items that are going to be cold. I'm pretty excited about the uh, sausage egg and cheese bowberry. It does sound good. It does sound real good. I mean, the good news on like Bojangles and Sonic, they're breakfast all day, brother. So is McDonald's for most of their items. Uh, no, they stopped that. Did they? Yeah. Heathens. <laughs> right? For those of you that don't know what we're talking about, clearly video games only, folks, uh, make sure you check out show two, where we have come up with the greatest podcast idea ever, where we will make just Frankenstein monster creations, where we mix fast food items. I'm sure someone else has done it, but we haven't done it, and I'm real excited for it. Me too, man. If I don't get that fry sub, I'm going to rage. That fry sub might be the best idea. And if it doesn't have checkers or Central Park fries in it, it's a fraud. I want you to know that. Of course, that's the base. (laughs) Don't forget, you got to throw some Hardee's and Sonic Tots in there too, though. Oh, there will be Tots. (laughs) There will be Tots, the famous Daniel Day-Lewis fucking movie. Yeah. He wishes. <laughs> you talking uh, about getting method for a, a role for sure. So are we getting like are we getting tots, fries, and onion rings all in the same sub? Man, curly fries, potato wedges. Uh, the only thing we can't have is Taco Bell's fucking Fiesta potatoes, which were so good, but they got rid of. Oh man, but we could get Del Taco fries. Those are awesome. Is Del Taco around here? Uh, there's one in Cartersville, which I'm willing to drive down to for this. <laughs> Fair. Oh, Zaxby's is on the menu. Oh, DQ, though. Oh, that got a good point. Oh, no, I, trust me, I've been trying to figure out how to make a flamethrower burger into something else. Chick-fil-A is an option. Something stupid with waffle fries. Oh, I'm in on this. Waffle fries. That sounds good. I mean, we're basically just making cookhouse menu with this whole podcast. (laughs) 
Yep. If we can get a jack-in-the-box in here, I'm going to get some of the jack-in-the-box egg rolls and figure out how to incorporate them. Oh, my God. The footlong Captain D's fried fish sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> the KFC famous bowl with crispy leavens or whatever they're fucking called from, from Captain D's. I want it! <laughs> I may oh, not be fat anymore, but I'm fat on the inside. <laughs> I'm uh. really excited for this. I God, let's talk about stupid video games. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so upset. I just want this. Uh, I can't yeah, talk right now, so just stop it. I can't do it. Just stop it. We'll talk. We're gonna we'll come up with ideas off air when we talk about more important things than this. Uh, talk to me about the tourist, a a a Game Pass game. Uh, not a, whole lot, not a whole lot to talk about. To be honest with you, it's a uh, it's a kind of like um. It's an 8-bit style game, but you can rotate the camera in a three-dimensional fashion. But you're essentially just going from island to island trying to solve these puzzles and pick up collectibles and stuff like that. It's, I mean, I wouldn't consider it good or anything, super forgettable, but it's also not bad. Um, I watched the trailer for this. I was trying. To, I was going through Game Pass trying to find games that I wanted to just sample. Um, I watched the trailer for it. It didn't really sell me. Um, uh, yeah. It looked okay. Yeah, it's fine, and it's not, like, stressful or anything. So, I mean, if you're if you're looking for something to just kind of chill out and have fun with, this is not going to disappoint. But there's a Game Pass game we're going to talk about later that I'd, I'd much highly more recommend. There's a few. Game Pass has got some really good shit right now, man. Um, we've talked about it before, so we won't go in-depth on the game. How was your playthrough uh, of Man of, Man of Madame with Boone? Oh, God. Uh, it was hysterical. Um, first of all, he says he didn't get scared that much. He screamed all the time. Um, he's like, oh, oh, God, what's that? Oh, it's a rat. Oh, my God, what's that? Oh, it's another rat. Um, and then like the end of the game, he got so upset because, okay, so you start off the game with five people and you can finish the game with all five or zero or any number in between. There's also three pirates that, uh, can also survive or die in this particular game. Um, and I find out that's vital for achievements as well. Uh, because if you want the achievement to just get all the girls that live, like none of the pirates can live, including that fucker Danny. Um, so, uh, he got real upset. So, um, I killed Conway. I didn't get him killed on the raft, like I, or the speedboat, like I did on our playthrough, Evan. So he lives to the ship, but then he dies horrifically inside the ship. Um, and that was my fault, but then Boone got, um, both of the brothers killed, uh, inside the ship, and he was, like, beside himself. He's like, what could I have done? I feel so bad. I mean, 
should I have told you to hit the thing? I don't know. Like, he was so upset. It was hilarious. Oh, that's wonderful. Me and you only lost Connor. We we got four out of five. Uh, and me me and Josh were pitching a perfect game, and we're about three-fourths of the way through, but we yeah, had a lot of potential. Uh, I, that calendar girl, I don't know what was coming with that, but I don't, I, it could have ended real bad. <laughs> Uh, that game's really great. The developers are on my shit list. Uh, they kind of suck, but they they get the last laugh because I'm probably going to buy Little Hope. So, yeah, that's coming out uh, October, right? I think it comes so. out on Halloween, I believe. Which is apt. Yeah, I'm excited to play that. Uh, uh, I like those games, uh, even though they fucked us. Uh. <laughs> Also on Game Pass, and uh, it's an early access game, is a game that we've been talking about for about a year now. Uh, it's now available. It's called Grounded. Um, it's basically, it's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but also like a survival game or like almost like a Fallout 76-ish style game, although very different from that. But um, no, but I played the- the core mechanics are pretty similar to Fallout. I mean, with hunger and thirst and base building and stuff like that, there's a lot of similarities there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I played I played a little bit of this. Josh, have you played any? About an hour or so. Um, died oh, to a I couple got. of uh, stink bugs, died to a big old roach, died to a spider. There's no roaches in this game yet. Or whatever the big-ass bugs were. Oh, it's probably one of those bombardier beetles. Yeah. Maybe. Like those it's one of those suck. It's one of those games that like once it starts opening up, you're like, oh man, I see all the cool shit I could do, but at the same time, I'm incredibly overwhelmed at the hundreds of options suddenly available to me that I need to go like farm for and figure out do I really need all these resources and what am I trying to actually do? It's it's overwhelming, but it's a cool game for sure. I've never gotten to play it with any other people. That's my problem. I've only played alone, and it's just not. Yeah, I, I'm sure you played. You played online with some of the guys one night, and then you've also played with your boys, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Me and um, me and uh, Freeman and Trey have been playing. We're about God. We probably put about ten or twelve hours into it. To be honest with you, we've got like a three story leaf mansion. Uh, that's got like individual rooms for everybody that they have everybody's decorated. We've got a kitchen. We've got like a little game area. We've got because there's things you can make in there like a smoothie machine and stuff like that. Um, we've got a storage area with a bunch of little boxes that have specifically just grass or just sap or just spider whatever. Uh, we have pretty much figured out a way to kill the orb weaver spiders whenever we want to. The wolf spiders are still real hard for us to beat right now. Uh, we figured out how to beat the bombardier beetles, which is just distance uh, arrow attacks. Uh, stink beetles aren't that hard. Pretty much the the, um, the wolf spiders are the things that get us the most. Whenever uh, and we, you kill them, do you go pilot to bombardier? Pilot to bombardier? Because you should. Um, also, in the- <laughs> fucking prick. <laughs> um, yeah, and there, I mean, there's still parts of that 
met that we haven't explored. We finally found the berries um, last time because you can make berry leather, which is um, which you need to build like specific couches and stuff like that. And the uh, the new update went live today, um, as of this recording. Uh, that'll add a lot more stuff. The scenery and the game changes um, as the update goes live. So, like the yard changes, some of the things are moved or removed, and other things are added, like giant Oreo cookies. There's hot dogs that are there now that uh, you have to upgrade mm-hmm. your axe in order to um, to take off little chunks, and those will give you big sources of uh, food and energy as opposed to like little tiny mushrooms or um, little bits of acorn that you can harvest um yeah it's just something fun and um you know uh team oriented that me and the boys can play that um we just have a blast with it now there's not a whole lot of story to it right now and of course they're going to add that in monthly upgrades uh from what their plan is so we'll uh we'll see how that goes but first the first story was just like maybe it took like an hour hour and a half to complete uh, wasn't that difficult, but um, yeah, we we love it. It's a lot of fun. I think one, I played it by myself, which again is a detriment. And then two, I just don't think it's my style of game. I was kind of excited for this, and I think if a whole bunch of us were like drinking and playing, I think I could be fun. But that could be said of almost any game because it's just me hanging out with my friends. And you know me, like I don't shit on Fallout seventy six. It's just not my game. Like, uh, I just don't, it's just not my style. And you're right. This is, I mean, it is pretty similar to Fallout 70. It's just not my thing, I don't think. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I might give it one more chance with people. But, I mean, it's, it certainly wasn't bad what I played. It was, it was cool. It just wasn't my thing. Like, it's overwhelming. And to me, especially by yourself, it gets, to me, boring. Uh, it's just something that, you know, it's just not my thing that i i personally do um but it's, yeah, it's very well played by myself i've only played with the boys or uh boone hopped on once lee hopped on once but the, there's zero desire for me to play this by myself yeah it, it, i'd like to give it a shot with other people well, yeah, come on try to, um but, yeah, I don't know. It's cool that it's out, and that's going to be around for a while. I think they'll give that uh, good support. Uh, let's talk uh, the Avengers beta. Um, two weeks ago was the PlayStation beta this past weekend. Uh, the Xbox and PlayStation were up. Are they running another beta this upcoming weekend, the week before launch? I don't think so. Okay. Um, so we finally played the game. Anticipated for a while, got an okay trailer. I've been excited for it for a while. You were not excited, and then have seemed to have slowly built some excitement. We've now let, we've now finally played the game. Chuck, did you get to play the demo at all? No. Okay. Um, Josh, what do you think about the game so far? I think it's a lot more fun than people are giving it credit for. Um, is it the deepest game in the world? No. Um, but I genuinely do have a decent amount of fun with it when I play, and I've only played it solo so far. I can imagine how much more fun it would be with multiplayer. Um, I think the characters, like, one of the big complaints people have had is that it's, like, the characters don't feel separate enough, 
And I just don't agree with that. Like, I feel like I, there's a... Go ahead. I'm with you. I don't understand. That's not a complaint of mine at all. They, they, they are all very distinct, at least right now. I think it might be a problem when all the DLC comes in. But right now, I, I think they all feel different. Yeah, I mean, maybe when, like, you start getting, like, I think Ant-Man and Wasp were both listed, or at least Hank Pym or Scott Scott Lang, maybe, um, were both listed. And, yeah, I could see those characters playing similarly. But, like, the the majority of the demo is played with Kamala Khan and the Hulk. And I, you had said people had said they play very similar to each other. I didn't feel that at all. I didn't think so either. I hadn't played them yet, and I thought it was different. I think the strategy of your fighting style is separate, is similar, but the moves are very different. And Kamala obviously has much more of a range attack. Um, so I've been excited for a while, and I can say I think you were impressed with it. And I certainly didn't dislike it. I'm still going to get the game, but I'm maybe a little less excited. I am more excited because of the variety I know is coming because the thing that they've touted over and over again is how big the skill trees of this game are, like how different you can make your characters and the customization. I am excited about that part. Um, It's just, uh, I mean, it is what it is. When I say this, it was very on rails, uh, like, like, uh, like it, what I get it's a beta and it's probably the first part of the game, but it very much felt like a tech demo. Um, I'm afraid it could get repetitive unless they really let me do some exploring um, as far as like how I can change my characters in Taylor. It's hard to say until I get the full fleshed out um, kill did tree. You, did you open up the war room missions? I did. I didn't play anything in the war room. I just got there. They're a little bit more open. Uh, I will say, man, by far, the thing that I was not expecting is the most fun character I played with. Aside from the very brief bit of Captain America you get on the, like, A-Day mission, I thought he was great. Um, Hulk is far and away the most fun character to play as. He is just, like, he's just the pure epitome of, like, run through and destroy everything and punch everything you can and, like... His grab is automatically essentially like the puny god from the Avengers. Essentially, like I, he they they nailed his character pretty damn well. Um, Iron Man and Thor from the like opening level was okay. I thought that actually Black Widow was one of the more unique ones. I see. Um, I didn't really like Black Widow. I liked Iron Man and Thor both a lot. I this I'm going to get flack, and this has negative connotations when I say it, but it shouldn't, especially coming from me. Thanks. Feels like the combat feels very anthem-like, like just the way it is, and not just Iron Man, who is obviously very anthem-like. Just like the kind of the speed and the way in which the attacks are done. To me, Anthem had problems. It was very bare bones, and yes, obviously it's like a bad word to say in the gaming industry. People shit on it and didn't give it a chance. In fact, if you could just went to it for combat, it was really fun. And Iron Man plays exactly like the flying like mech that you can do in anthem but all around like there's a big hulking uh person you can play in anthem that can like jump up and fly and limit it and that's really what hulk feels like it reminded me a lot of that which to me and i get some people are like oh fuck no eric was like nope i'm out as soon as i said anthem but i was like to me i enjoyed the hell out of the combat and that's what gives me hope that if i can have that and then add in more than just the base game which is all anthem was then 
I, I could I could see me really enjoying this. I just right now I don't know how it's going to go. I enjoyed what I did, but I could see myself getting real tired of it after you know ten to twelve hours as well, unless like it really branches out. I do wish it was like fifteen to twenty percent faster. Talking about the speed, especially in that it, opening mission when you were playing as Iron Man and Thor, everything felt kind of lethargic in what they were doing. Um, specifically, I felt like playing as Thor, it felt real slow. It was like they wanted to overemphasize the power of all his hits, and it felt choppy and bad. He felt like low-rent Kratos. Like, he throws his hammer just like Kratos throws his axe in God of War and all that. But, like, nowhere near as satisfying. Yeah, exactly. Um... I'm excited for like the story because I love Marvel Comics and I love all these characters and I think the gameplay is going to be fun enough. I just hope it's not as a game as a service, which is basically what it is. It's going to be a long time. It can't be the same thing over and over again or it becomes too much of a grind, which is exactly what like Marvel Alliance 3 is really fucking fun. And this has way more in-depth combat um, than that, but... It's just yeah. the same thing over and over again, and you have to grind. And if it becomes that, I'll enjoy this for a couple weeks, and then I'll probably move the fuck on. Um, I don't know. Chuck, are you getting this game? I'm not sure. I might wait a little bit to see if the price drops at all, uh, depending on how sales are and trade-ins and stuff like that. But I, I don't I don't think I'm going to get it at launch. Sounds like PlayStation. I do. I mean, I don't want to do it to Boom. I mean, I don't want to do it to Boom. But if Eric and you aren't getting it, like I will. I like I worry about it because I don't like my online experience as much on PlayStation. But I mean, I do want to play with people. So I don't. I know. think it's me, Cody, and Lee, and maybe even Tori all on PlayStation so far. Let's make this call now. Lee will play a couple of times. Cody's never going to play with you, and Tori is your best bet. <laughs> And Trey will play once, probably. And Rob. Well, maybe. Rob, Rob has played games with us one time. It might happen with this. Uh, I don't probably. know. I like said, it would be mainly for me and you to play if Chuck isn't going to get on Xbox. I just It's never been about the players for me. It's just if I had somebody to play with, I prefer Xbox, much in the way you prefer PlayStation, because I have some problems with my online on PlayStation. Um, so going to ask you repeatedly where you are, and you're going to be the Hulk literally destroying half the map. You're not wrong. And I enjoy playing games with Boom, but he's also finicky, and I don't know how much I would be on. He, he would actually play with me. He managed all to go on. through all of Man of Medan. I'll say that. That game takes four hours to complete. Not if you're Josh. It takes two and a half hours, and you never complete it. How many times have you played uh, Fallout 76 with Boone when when you've asked? Uh, probably two out of like 15 times, I guess, ish, maybe three. That's what worries me. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so he's going to be too busy having his wife design his man cave. <laughs> I'm glad you liked that comment when I said it. I was like, am I crazy? I'm like, why is she? You called it a man cave. You're like, we had to compromise. I was like, it's, it's a man cave. Then it's a den. <laughs> it's your living room. <laughs> uh, anyway, it is what it is. Uh, oh, yeah, God. I don't know. 
We'll see, Josh. I don't care about Spider-Man exclusivity. I highly doubt either one of us are playing that game by 2021, even if we really like it, because that's just the way games are. True, true. Uh, but I'm going to tell myself I'm going to play the 15 data mined characters that were re- that were found. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, but <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it, you know me. I love all those characters, and I'm like, yeah, I love Marvel. But then I'm be like, oh, there's like eight other big games out that are brand new that everyone's going to spoil for me if I don't play them, and we'll move on. It's just how it goes. Um. Anyways, yeah, we'll see. I I may make the switch on that just for. If no one else is playing outside of Boone, man, I don't want to tell him that. But oh well, I love you, Boone. Um, what about a Waffle House waffle fry breakfast scrambler? Oh, I broke the internet. The the <laughs> internet broke, and I'm so happy because I can't hear it right now. Stop it! I'm hungry. It's late, and I want to do that podcast. Uh, I want to make it. Can't a- do- Play waffle fry like Sunday, so like a base yep. of waffle fries with like a caramel Sunday on top for McDonald's. We could totally like you. You basically cornstarch them and put them into a bowl, and then you kind of like quickly. The KFC famous bowl. <laughs> Only instead of mashed potatoes, it's it's. <laughs> oh yeah! Ice cream. It's ice cream. No, man. Josh is yeah. a genius. You don't need cornstarch. You got your starch in mashed potatoes. Oh, this is going to be just a gross shit show. It's going to be like 10,000 calories. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a work week's worth of food for me. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. Uh, let's talk. Hey, Game Pass and other systems. Let's talk. Carry on. Yeah. So are you uh, guys are pronouncing this carry-on like luggage. That's how I, that's how Devolver and I pronounced it. Are they British? No. I mean, are you, it's super, are you, like dead animals is it's pronounced carry-on. Yeah, carry-on. I know, but like they've said carry-on. Okay, I'll, I'm not gonna call it that. That's fine. I say that I didn't even know Devolver Digital said it that way. I just say it that way, even if it's wrong, because I say things wrong sometimes. Um, and I I'm call okay this with... game a fucking blast. This game is I, so fun. I adore this game. I w- I've looked forward to this since the Devolver Digital Showcase, uh, like, in 2019, like, at E3 before whatever monstrosity we got this year. Um, and I thought it looked cool then. And I did not disappoint. This game is so satisfying to control that fucking monster sliding around. It is so fun. You move so fast, and you're completely unin like unhindered. Like you, you have no blocks in where you're going early in that game. Like they've very intelligently designed it to where the barriers are limited if they are there at all. And by the time you get to a barrier, it gives you the ability and the ability to like switch between abilities. Uh, and continue moving like it's a very fast-paced, flowing game, and I think it's really intelligent. The the design of the monster is also really, really smart too. Not only in how it moves with like the tentacles pulling it along the walls and the ceiling, but also you can level up powers. But if you're too big, your small powers don't exist anymore. Yeah. 
so you can drop off a piece of you in water and then use your small powers again. It's really smart. I just started I, getting to some of that stuff. Uh, like I did, I got to the botanical gardens last time I played. Yeah. I really like how it just kind of drops you in and it's like, go play this game. Like there's really not directions. Like you're just a monster and you're all of a sudden like the monster. You're confused and you're like, well, I'm going to go fucking just explore and get the fuck out of here. And if you get in my way, I'm going to fucking eat you. And he starts spreading and I like I ended up at a military base and I was able to find three different places to plant the biomass, which opened this hole, which I went into. And now I've been transported to another part. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but it's really fucking fun. And I like that. I like have you the done, confusion of it. Have you done any of the story flashbacks? No, I haven't. Done, I played for about 45 minutes last night. Uh, okay. I just finished Ghost of Tsushima, which we're going to be talking about to end the show. Um, and so I crammed in a bunch of games last night. And this was, I look for, I, I, I love this game. It was yeah. easily the best I, thing I played. I've done like two or three of the story flashbacks so far. I've done two. Two for sure. I, the, dude, the guys, Evan, you're going to run across not only like military guys that like shoot and stuff like that, but some of the guys have specialty like sonic shields. That fuck those guys. Fuck you, you up. God, they hurt so bad. They're Those murderers. Guys at all costs. I hate them. They're really um, difficult. As much as I look forward to this game, I was still surprised at how much I enjoy this game. Like, I'm 100% going to go, like, this is the game I'm about to go just start playing all the time. I'm going to go beat this game. Uh, and I'm really fucking excited to do so. It's it's a great game. It's it's a total blast. Like, I, it's so much fun. It's a great, it's a, it's a great example of how to do Metroidvania to me. Yes. Uh, should play that, especially if you have Game Pass. Yes. Uh, speaking of Game Pass, uh, Chuck, Undermine. God, I love Undermine. I love Undermine. So, do you I got to play a love Undermine? Twenty-five, fifty minutes of it. I got to play a little bit of it, just so I could talk with you a little, uh, just kind of rudimentary by it strong Children of Morta vibes without the, like, insanely good storytelling of Children of Morta. Yeah, it's got some, like, old-school Zelda kind of level design to it, too. Um, mm -hmm. Essentially, you're you're dropped off and you're going into a mine. You cannot get out of the mine unless you die. So, yeah. um, so you're... It, it's roguelike in that particular fashion. And I... Outside of Children of Morta, I haven't liked a roguelike game before, but I love this game. Um, but you are you just have a pickaxe and a bag, and you go. You can mine for gold. You fight little enemies like blobs and bats. Bigger enemies the further you go along, and then you just see how far you get. At some point, you will die, and then you lose like all of your, um, your cool like power-ups and stuff like that and a certain amount of your gold. And then you come back as a different person um, with that gold, and you can level up permanent abilities like, uh, you know, pickaxe damage. Or um, I've been leveling up my backpack. I played this game probably two or three hours over the course of like the past four days. 
But I, all I've been doing is leveling up my backpack, which allows you to bring more gold back when you die. So that way I can like buy new stuff. So um, I, ju I just love this game, man. I, I love the um, it's so fast. Like you can play a level in, you know, 15 minutes, depending on how fast you die. Um, but then you just want to hop right back in and then it's randomly generated levels. So everything's different. Um, it's got a good charm to it. There's a couple of, of good side characters that you free when you're down there in the mine and then they'll be back for all your, your next uh, iterations. It keeps really cool stats as far as how, uh, how many uh, things you've killed, who's lasted the longest, um, that kind of thing. So I, I just love this game. It's, it's something really easy to just pick up and play for a little bit while you might be waiting on your friends uh, to, you know, load into Man and Dan, Boone. Um, and you can just, uh, you know, play a couple of levels of this while you're waiting. It's really, really fun. I agree with you. That's a good assessment of it. It's a great, like, I've got 20 minutes to go play some games. I can't get into the middle of a level of something else. Undermine. It's the way to go. It's, I, you need a game like that. That was uh, a few years ago, Trials for me. That's how I ended up playing like, a fuck ton of Trials because I'd played it 20 minutes at a time, but like every fucking day. And Undermine's a good category for that. I don't like it as much as I did Children of Morta, but I really loved Children of Morta. Uh, it's, it's a little more basic in combat. Does your character always come back looking the same, the same but, he's, but he's a different person? No, um, I've played probably, I would say six to eight run-throughs, and they're all they're almost always different. There's one, like if you get a guy with a mustache, he looks very similar to the last guy with the mustache you have. But I've had like short little uh, um, women with dark hair. I've had tall women with red hair. I've had uh, fat dudes with no. So the, they're, they're pretty varied for me. I had the guy with the mustache, and maybe it was a guy that was just very similar, or it was the same guy. But I actually thought it was really funny because, <laughs> like, he looked exactly the same, but the the guy that sent you on your journey popped up, and he's like, "Hey, you're back. Oh, you're someone different. Okay, you get." And I was like, "Okay, that was, that was funny." Uh, anyways, I don't know. It's it's simple and it's quick, but it's really well done. It's it's a good game. It's a really solid game. I almost downloaded uh, it today. I ended up making a different decision on a game. I think you'll like it. Was the game you made a decision on Spiritfarer? It was, which I had previously downloaded, but decided to play a little bit more than I had previously. Man, I can't um, wait to play this game. I'm sad I didn't get to play it for this show. I played about 45 minutes of it last night. Um, maybe an hour. How much did you put in on this? Roughly the same. I definitely got to... Arthur and beyond. Um, I did like two missions esque, like esque beyond that. Like I went and got uh, stuff from the jellies, or stuff I yeah. went and got jelly. I've built yeah, two parts of my ship. I've built uh, the guest house and the kitchen. So, um, first off, this game is like the Studio Ghibli style art. Like it's hand drawn. It's fucking... The art design of this game is gorgeous. It's been a great year for art direction in games. Yeah. Uh, Spiritfarer, Shishima, Ori... I mean, it's like... this three A-level uh, art design, in my opinion. Like, I was blown away by how just gorgeous I think this game was. Not necessarily graphics, but the art of it. 
Um, I think it's a well-made game. That said, mm. I hate this game. <laughs> I knew you would. I mean, I wanted to like it. I love the concept of it. I like the indie style. I like the thought of ferrying people to the afterlife is a cool concept. I like even like the emotional part. Like sometimes you just have to manage their emotions and sometimes someone needs a hug. I thought that was really cool. In the implementation of it, it was a lot of the beginning is a slog to get through, in my opinion. Um, it, it takes a while. Takes, long ass time and then for me i just couldn't get the joy i was just real real bored i don't necessarily think it's a bad game but it it's it's not for me at all like i just did not have fun with it i can get that um it did take me a little while that's why i said like i was glad i decided to play it more than the first time i had like i never even got on the ship first time i had played it like i will admit there's something overly sensitive about the stick in that game um, I yeah, feel like if I'm if I'm trying to like jump and hold up on the stick in order to like go up a level on the, like the platforms or go up a ladder or whatever, I am always running to the side. Um, it's like really ultra sensitive with that, and it frustrates me to no fucking end. But once I got into the actual, because the the game, the whole purpose of the game is shipbuilding. Like you are literally building a community on your ship of souls so that when you rescue these souls, they take their true form and you can cater to their needs in order to keep them happy while you then ferry them to the afterlife, essentially. And so building onto the ship, I'm going now to either build a field or a garden uh, so that I can grow things that I need for food and stuff like that, and I can start, like, building the ship out. Like, I can see where it's going. I don't know how much more I'm going to play of it, but so far, in, like, the survival or management aspect things, like, between this and Grounded, I'm more enjoying this than I did Grounded. I just don't like... To me, it's even less survival. It's management, and I just don't... I don't like survival games so much either, but management games, I'm just... I, I don't really, it, it's not my thing. I don't enjoy Animal Crossing or, you know, or the I'm other prominent game game's name. Uh, it's just not, I didn't enjoy it. Uh, but I don't begrudge anybody that does. And uh, But man, it's really a fucking pretty game, though. I'll give them that. Yeah, people love it, too, which, I mean, is cool. I, I had a good time with it, though. It feels like a future Games for Change winner. Maybe. <laughs> I don't get the Ghibli style when I um, play it, like, at all. I, I totally see why people are saying that, but to me, it doesn't have a Ghibli art style. It just has, like, its own kind of Americanized anime style, in a way, um, that I think, Maybe. to me, is, get... is pretty wholly unique. Ghibli's just the only, the closest thing I have to say to it even though yes it's not exactly the same at all but uh it's more rounded characters it's all i don't know if that makes sense but yeah uh anyways plus you yeah, got a cool the cat. look of it you have a cat that you can hug at any time and when you're swimming in the water it like runs on a ball on the water surface and it's adorable i hated that cat what what's wrong with you i I, I hated the cat. Did anyone else play Hyperscape? Nope. Uh, this is I've the new Ubisoft. 
Uh, it's the new Ubisoft Battle Royale. It's free to play. Um, it's, I guess, still in beta or early access, whatever. It's not technically considered fully released yet, but everyone's playing. It's cross-play. Um, I was excited for this because it's different. I mean, still the traditional first-person shooter mm. Battle Royale, but uh, doing a lot of things different. We talked about it a couple of shows ago when it was shown. Uh, by how it does enough different that gets me excited. And in that aspect, I liked it a lot. I played uh, a couple of hours. The traversal is by far the best part. It's very fast-paced. It's very vertical. Um, it, it almost feels, and this is going to oversell it, the traversal feels a bit Sunset Overdrive-ish. Um, like, if you're running on the ground, you're going to get fucking mm. murdered in that aspect, the same way you could, you did in Sunset. Um, like, you need to be going vertical and moving fast at all times. It doesn't have, like, the rail sliding, of course, but um, don't just run along the street or you will fucking die. Um, or, if you're me, you're going to fucking die no matter what you do. Um, I had fun playing for the movement. I like what they're doing as far as combining guns and powers and all that. I don't think the shooting mechanics are good. I like uh, they're borderline bad. There's almost no recoil. I don't like the feel of the guns. They feel a little floaty and the power difference, like they need to reset some, there's not even, there's just not enough different. Like you get this high level gun. That's so, slow but it it doesn't do enough damage whereas i can take a there's a chain gun that does like literally four damage but you can just sit there and pelt them with that so much that you're gonna it's just the guns don't feel distinct enough or good enough nothing about the gunplay feels good traversal's good the perks are really cool but in my experience it haven't mattered all that much yet i guess high level players are probably doing that much better than i do um Eric, who is more of a Battle Royale guy than me, I know put more a little more time into it. It's not really for him either. He uh, He's not, like, amazing at Battle Royals, but he is he's solid at them, whereas I feel I'm okay at best. Uh, he went, like, eight games get, and got one kill. It's hard to get kills. It's, like, the guns are weird. If you're used to other Battle Royals, it's really hard to get used to. It came out at a weird time. I don't know how well this is going to do. It hasn't gotten a ton of fanfare, and there's just an oversaturation of Battle Royales out there. It does feel different, and I think it'll find a niche, but I don't know if that niche will be widespread enough to catch on. Uh, it feels like I'm already just not hearing anyone talk about Hyperscape anymore. Yeah, uh, it has very much come and gone. The two people that I know that have played this for a significant amount of time, they don't like it. They they felt it was kind of boring, um, mm-hmm. um, and that uh, th- that I don't know that with the the mass amounts of um, BRs that are out there right now, that this was lacking in several areas, and that they they just didn't want to get too involved with it because of how. Like it just felt like it took forever to get into a fight. Um, yeah, especially at the beginning. Like, yeah, you're gonna almost unless you purposely land next to someone, you're gonna be running around exploring for a while, and then it'll 
massively like come together. But also, a lot of the times you'll never see the person that kills you because he's going to come in above you. So it is what it is. I mean, it's all right. I'll probably never play it again. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, to me, if you're looking for first-person shooter uh, battle royale, to me, Warzone still is the king. But uh, I think you're either playing Warzone or you're playing Apex. You're not playing this. Uh, next up, uh, it has taken the world by storm. It is now the most downloaded PlayStation Plus game of all time, which is shocking to me considering how popular uh, Rocket League got. Uh, Fall Guys. Yeah, Fall Guys. Uh, I um, fucking love Fall Guys. This game is $20 if you don't have PS Plus. I Fuck bought it. it on Steam. Fuck it. Um, it's the new Mario Party. Is basically all it is, but like a battle royale format. It's just mini games. Uh, uh, Josh, you're a big fan. I am. I've played primarily on PlayStation, but I bought it on Steam so I could play with Eric occasionally while he's streaming. Um, we've had a good time with that as well. I just it's. It's my favorite game that I also hate. I get so angry at all of the other players and all of the games, um, but I can't stop playing it. It's the perfect, like, one more game game. Oh, absolutely. I should have got more time in with the other games, but this is the first one I played last night. I had not played any Fall Guys yet till last night. I love it. It's really fucking fun. Uh, it's you know, it's more fun with friends. Oh, absolutely. I can totally understand that. It's infuriating because all team games are terrible. Yep. Um, the egg one is the worst. Um, and the I, There's one where you have to like infect people. It's okay. No, uh, the infection the games you, are the worst. Uh, grabbing the tail is... I hate that one. And it feels janky. Like, sometimes I'm like, he wasn't near me. But anyways... Um, I feel everything else is really, really fun. And I, I played seven games. I'm yet to win, but I was, like, doing really good. My very first game, I made it to the final uh, three that I'd ever played and lost in the final round. And I was pretty happy because I knew I didn't know what the fuck was coming. Everything was new. I played seven games. I got, the final, I got to the final round three times and the final ten, like, a total of four out of the times. So I did all right. And then every time I got eliminated before that was because of a team game. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the biggest source of frustration when it comes to that game in general is just that the team, like, you could be having a perfect run. Like, I get first place in the first two games, and then it's going to be, you know, tail frenzy or whatever. And through no fault of my own... I could hold the tail the entire game, but none of my teammates know what the fuck they're doing, and so we end up getting beat. And it's just like, it's frustrating, but it's part of the game. Um, it makes it, like, because you know me and trophies, so I want to get the platinum in this game. But it's going to be almost impossible, because one of the trophies is to win five games in a row, or five episodes in a row. And that's just like, such a crapshoot in luck. You can be really good in almost all of the games, and do incredibly well. Like when it comes to getting into the final level with like Fall Mountain, I, I can win may, maybe roughly 50% of the time when I'm on Fall Mountain. Like I just know a strategy for getting up there well enough and like I consistently can do it. But inevitably, after I win a game, 
I because I think about like fifteen or seventeen times or whatever. Like inevitably, the next round I'm going to be doing great, and I'll get a team game that I have no control over, or I'll get Fall Ball, which is their version of Rocket League, basically, and. It's just all that will happen is the entire time somebody from the other team will grief me and just like follow me around and grab me and the rest of my teammates aren't good enough. So I end up losing right before the final round or whatever the case may be. And it's just it's really frustrating. But at the same time, I can't stop playing it because I love all of the single player games. I love like the very MXC nature of it all. Um, I think it's just it's a blast. I really enjoy it. It was really, really fun. I was glad. I was worried it wouldn't live up to the hype because everybody's been fucking playing it, but it's really fun. It, I totally get it. Um, it's something I'll be continuously popping in and in and out of uh, for a while. I, I'm uh, I, I'm really glad I played it, and um, it's it, in the absence of a good Mario Party for the past decade. Uh, it's a great little thing with uh, mini games uh, to play. Also, Microsoft, bring back Fusion Frenzy. Man, the last one was Fusion good. Frenzy 2. No, no. We don't we need a new Fusion Frenzy 2. Also, yeah. not, not two, number two, but also. Fusion Frenzy 2 was an abomination and garbage. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm saying just replace it with the actual good sequel to it. Man, I love the first one. Also, make a new split second game. Yeah. No. God, I love that game. Uh, Charles, and maybe Josh, I don't know if you played this or not. Let's talk uh, Battletoads. Yes. Yeah. All right. The game that, for some reason, doesn't have online co-op, you fucks. Yeah, uh, it's the biggest what the fuck like is going on with why would they not include that? It makes less than zero sense as to why it wouldn't have online multiplayer. That aside, to play by yourself, by the way. I had fun with it. I had a lot of fun with it. I actually enjoyed it. Playing with other people, it is a different game, like a hundred percent different game. I can imagine. So it's been a great year for like revivals of old ninety, early nineties franchises on the Xbox with Game Pass. As uh, Streets of Rage Four also hit this year, and I love Streets of Rage Four. And I'll th- this is not as good as Streets of Rage Four, but I liked it quite a bit. I enjoyed. Uh, a lot of people were complaining about the dated like humor. I laughed a lot at what was going on. To me, I thought it was well done. Yes, it's over the top and dumb as hell, but I thought it was really funny. And combat was pretty fun. I mean, it's challenging because it's Battletoads, and uh, I like being able to switch in and out of the characters really well. To me, it's a little too in-depth for just a little 2D or 2.5D, whatever, beat-em-up. Like, there's a simplicity to Streets of Rage that I think helps make it great. And this, I think, had a little, has almost too much going on, but it's still really fucking fun, I thought. Yeah, I think I I am shocked at the quality of cutscene in this game as well. Like it looks like just your almost standard Saturday morning cartoon, like a better than that quality of like animation in, in general. Like I think it's really good. 
I think it's really funny. I liked the like menial job mini games. I thought that shit was really funny. I got through the I, I got through the um hyperbike or whatever, the turbo bike level. God, that was and, hard. Uh, I had fun with really, it. I, I did. It I, I, so I really, really enjoy this game. I wish um, it were multiplayer online. It, I actually like this uh, game better than Streets of Rage, to be honest with you. Um, it's much more difficult. Uh, just on the standard setting, we are having a a rough time, especially with, like, the um, not the combat sequences, but, like, there. There's the motorbike sequence, and then we're at a sequence right now where it's a like a 2D side-scrolling um, a sled kind of thing where you have to something is chasing you, and you have to like jump on different things and do button presses on each one. But if you're playing with more than one person, you all have to do it at the same time. So it's me, Trey, and Freeman, and Freeman's not very used to games, so it gets frustrating at times. But it's still God. We have laughed so hard at this game, like, playing just, um, it's so, man, it's so much fun. I think the combat is better in Streets of Rage, but I think overall, uh, the game so far has been more more entertaining and more varied uh, than Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage is just, it's it's Streets of Rage. Definitely more varied. I don't know. I went down this weird Streets of Rage like hole. Like if we were doing our top our awards now, Streets of Rage is probably a top five game for me. I've beaten that game like nine times. I love that game. Yeah, I mean, now I had a lot of fun with it too. Uh, and maybe it's weird because like my biggest pain point with Battletoads is the lack of online, and yet maybe my biggest pain point with Streets of Rage is the poor online. So. It's kind of like a catch-22, so to speak. But at the same time, man, I just I had so much fun with it, like, at the end of the day. It was really good. I uh, uh, I liked it a lot. It's definitely one I'm going to go back to. I'm trying to decide what I'm going to play for the next week as I wait on Avengers. It'll probably be carry-on, though, because I like to focus on one game where I just end up barely playing all of them and then not finishing anything. Uh and hopefully, then I get on Avengers for a while. We'll see. Uh, but I am happy. I mean, Lord God, people have been talking about Ballotoads for fucking 30 years now. I'm glad at least there's a new one out there. And then shut up. I also like how self-aware that game is. Yeah, I do. I, I like the meta humor in it, for sure. Uh, all right, we got one game left to talk about. Well, we're going to talk full spoilers for Ghost of the Tsushima. Uh, Chuck, I believe you're going to sign off. He's out. Bye, Chuck. Uh, bye, Charles. He has not played this game. He played it at some point, so no, uh, he doesn't need spoilers. All right. See you, guys. See you, buddy. See you, brother. We wait with bated breath. Every breath you take, Evan. That's fair. I like how he didn't sign off. He just walked away. <laughs> he does that every week we do this. Uh, all right, Josh, you finished this a while ago because you're a freak and you've played so many games. Oh, you turn the lights out. Ooh. God, now we're going to see a ghost float across the screen at some point. That is correct. Uh, you, uh, you powered through this game, man. Uh, you beat me by, like, 
three weeks on this. <laughs> yeah, I had the I had the platinum trophy in this game by the end of like the week that it came out. I think maybe a week and a half later. Um, I really I finished go ahead. Friday night. Yeah. Um, but you were playing pretty solidly, just like clearing the map and doing everything. Um, from my understanding, right? Like you did a pretty significant amount of the map. I. Until Act 3 had basically beaten everything you could beat. I was clearing the map out because, as we, we talked about last time, it was a month ago, right after it came out, the attraction of this game, I mean, there's a lot of good elements to this game, but the the attraction of the game is how good the world is. Yeah. Um, I think what they did best, and even though I had a few issues and uh, a little bit of technical issues along the way, I didn't give a shit because the world was awesome and it was uh, it compelled me to explore. It was the opposite of uh, uh, Horizon for me. Horizon had this amazing looking world, but felt empty and overcrowded with just busy work is how I felt about all the side stuff in this. Whereas almost all of the content I felt like I needed to do because I liked the world and I didn't like that there was fucking uh mongols at this camp and i felt responsible and they needed to get the fuck out of there um so i really enjoyed that and through act two i was clearing everything that i knew about and then you know you'll beat an act and that part of the world kind of reveals itself and what you missed and i had missed very little i was rocking and rolling on that for time's sake i had to give that up in act three and kind of mainline act three i did a little bit but i only cleared about like half the map just as i came to it but I even had to start being like, oh, I found an enemy camp. I've got to fucking keep going. or Because I was really afraid I wasn't going to beat this game before we recorded tonight. Uh, but it turned out Act 3 was a lot shorter than the other acts if you uh, mainline it. I think all the acts are that way if you mainline them. But yeah, Act 3 specifically. It, act 3 is definitely the wrap-up act. Like, There's still a lot to do in that area. Um, but it... Uh, it definitely is the least amount of any of them. Like Act One and Act Two are solid, like fifteen to twenty hour first run completions. If you're playing it the way that we did, uh, I yeah. think I probably put roughly sixty plus hours into this game. The only thing is that it's my biggest pet peeve. For some reason, there's not a gameplay timer, and I don't understand why every game doesn't do that now. I don't get it either, man. Because I put, um, I think I put about 50 hours in, like trying to count back. I think I'm around 50 and I would have been around 60, I think, if I had been able to do completionist me on three. Like, I really feel I, I don't on a big game on PlayStation. I've never because I don't really care about platinum. But like, I feel if I had beaten the game the way I've been playing, I would be and I'm still I looked I'm not that far off. Like, I'd be really fucking close to the platinum already if I would just beaten it that way. Oh, yeah. I genuinely believe that you probably are that 10 hours that you're talking about to have played it that way. Roughly that minus some very specific ways of like cleaning up stuff away from doing the platinum. I think the only thing that you would have to like specifically seek out to do would be uh, the Sly Cooper uh, trophy. Basically, you've got to find three specific cosmetic items in the world. But the thing that I love about this game so much, because I I adore this game, is that it respects its player's time. Even though it's incredibly detailed and filled with shit to do, um, when it comes to 
the way the game is designed, getting through the world, the amount of fast travel points, the speed of loading, and even like on the trophy side of things, the requirements of the trophies are all done with the understanding and respect of how much time people may or may not have to put into this game. You don't have to collect every single collectible in the world. You just have to collect enough of that specific collectible to trigger the trophy. So like there's 60 or 80 Mongol artifacts in the world. You only have to collect like 25 of them. Um, and it yeah, does that pretty, but yeah, yeah, it does like, it does that throughout. And it's like the spirit or the, the clan banners and like all of those things that you got to do. You don't have to collect all of them. I've gone through and I've gotten most of them after the fact, even though I got the platinum already, just cause I like going through that world and I like playing it. But, um, the only thing I think that would be difficult for you to do to get the platinum, which even wouldn't be difficult, would be just finding the three items you need to wear, which is you need to buy a specific die, get a specific armor, a specific headset, and then I guess a specific sword kit. So four things to like be part of the Cooper clan. Um, and you look like you're Sly Cooper, kind of. Um, it's like one of those like fun just like trophies because they made Sly Cooper back in the day, which I like that kind of shit. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and that, that's not a problem. I'm assuming that's one of the hidden trophies that I yeah. haven't uh, seen in there. And then I think um, the duels. The duels might be hard to like track down the last of them, but for me, like I literally finished the game and I had one trophy left to get, I think. Oh, I'm only one duel shy of, I think, uh, of having that trophy, and I know exactly where it's at. I just I love, haven't done it. I love every one of those duels. I love running across the Ronin in Act 2. I love the, like, legendary duels and the mythic tales or whatever. Especially the one with, like, the crows flying around you everywhere. Yeah, it's really cool. And then uh, the last duel. Tsushima has a wind problem. Is it a wind problem or is it a wind solution? For the gamer, is a solution. If you live there, you'd be like, Jesus, just stop! <laughs> There's so many leaves. Where are they even coming from? Every time you turn around, you're just getting blasted in the face with lily petals. Oh, God. If God, if Sucker Punch does anything, it's particle effects, man. Those man, particle effects and the leaves the all so over gorgeous. It is gorgeous. I give them that. I was just like, jeez, it's so much. Yeah. Um so we'll talk about a few aspects of the game. I did. I was. I went back and listened to our talk last time, and I was saying I liked the combat. I wasn't in love with it. You said, "Well, at that point, I probably wouldn't ever just love it." Uh, I, I ended up really fucking loving the combat. I just had nice. to get used to it. I wasn't bad at it per se, but I think, and it's kind of a good game. The variance that opens up in it, and how much you're changing. Your stance, it felt almost a little Batman-ish in the which of like using your gadgets. I know that's a weird example, but the way it, I felt that's like I was having to switch gadgets for certain types of enemies in the way I was switching stances for the certain types of enemies. And once you get that flow, it's incredibly satisfying. Like I texted you going into, I was close to Act 3, I think, at that point. Or I would just started Act Two. I don't remember, and I was like, "Hey, hmm. does the game get harder?" Because I've kind of all of a sudden I've gotten the combat. Like I get it now. It just clicked. And, yeah, and once it clicks, you're just a, you're an agent of death in that game. Uh, like you really don't get challenged outside of some of the duels can be more challenging, but basic combat 
I tried to play, I felt, what the game called for, what it wanted me to do. But when I wanted to, and especially like in Act 3, when I was like, I got to beat this game. If I had to clear out a camp, it's standoff and then destroy every motherfucker that runs at me. No stealth required, because no one's going to kill me. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I, I never wanted to play as stealth. And we'll get into that a little bit with the story, but... Like, I never wanted to play stealth. I always did the standoff. I was wearing the Sakai armor almost all, all the time. And once I upgraded that fully, I was like, oh, cool. So now I can kill five people with one standoff. And it did weirdly get harder with the standoffs toward the end of the game, I feel like. The Mongols did a lot more fainting and a lot more... They triple deked you, man. Man, all the time. Like, I was struggling with it at some point. I was like, I just got to release a button and I can't fucking do it. And I'm entering this combat with a sliver of health, and I don't know why. Um, but once you did pull it off, and you just, like, because once you do that, the actual timing for the attacks of the guys rushing you is not difficult at all. But I'm way more happy with that and announcing my presence and being like, yo, let's, you and me, let's just fucking fight. I got a sword, you got a sword, I'm going to beat your ass. And, like, I really, really loved switching the stances. I loved figuring out what the shield guys needed for the water stands. And, you know, I loved using that fucking Shawn Michael sweet chin music to knock people down and then run up and stab them real quick. Um, I loved it. I loved combat, the combat. Combat was great. It, it, it took a little bit for me because it's not my natural, like, way I enjoy playing. But once it, in my head it clicked, I'm like, play this like you're playing Arkham. And once I did that, because I was thinking Jedi like approach it like that and it's not it's way more be on the offensive uh be proactive switching attack them um and then i was you know and then learn how to parry when you need to and not wait you know i was waiting and like always using defense as offense like i did in jedi and it just i mean that's the assassin's creed model yeah and it's not i feel it it's better once you are good at this you should be just a fucking wrecking house and i i enjoyed the hell out of it once i got it yeah let's what is your favorite armor so is it sakai armor my favorite armor appearance yeah appearance and functionality i really like the kensei armor appearance i love the ronin look and the kensei armor is like the best of that look in my opinion you yeah I don't know if you did all the Mythic Tales or not. Oh, yeah. I beat all those, okay. of course, yeah. Uh, so that one is cool. Like, it has it has the cape flowing, I think, and it has, like, the long pant legs that are, like, super flared out. Um, functionality, it's the Sakai armor, but I also really like the uh, Gunsaku armor as well. Because well. I mean, the Gunsaku, the... the uh, the uh, your family armor, the Sakai, and the the straight samurai armor are all basically the same thing. Uh, yeah. uh, they all add fully leveled out. They do massive increases to health, but one uh, samurai does just makes you basically you don't get hurt when you get hit. It, it's basically what you wear when you're not good at blocking. You can because your health yeah. isn't going to go down. I uh, never upgraded the samurai clan armor. I fully upgraded. Uh, well. I went to level four, like the one before you started needing silk. I got everything all the way up to there, and then I did a few ones with silk. But I, uh, uh, Samurai, and then Gusaku is adds uh, 
I believe stagger damage. Yeah. Um, and then Sakai is uh, adds offensive power, and then of course you, you've all got your special abilities, which it does the standoff, which is easily the most useful. My yeah, most so- warm was probably the travelers. I put it on repeatedly just to help clear out the map. Like anytime mm-hmm. I was walking, I changed armor frequently in this game. It's like, one of my favorite parts of the game is, like, there's a genuine benefit to wearing different armors a lot. And if you have a different playstyle, and, like, I really, I love the ghost armor. It's also the only armor I'll wear a mask in. I do not, like, I didn't want to wear the mask unless I was the ghost. And, like, I didn't, like I said, I didn't do stealth a whole lot. But I love the look of the ghost armor once you had it fully maxed out. When you don't, it looks a little raggedy. Um, But I agree. I just, yeah, like, for me... One of the only armors that I would wear an actual helmet with is the Sakai armor. For some reason, I liked the the stag horns. Um, but I also really like just throwing on a headband. Or if I'm well, like in the Kensei armor, a straw hat is the way to go. The headband for me was in every outfit. I didn't even wear the Sakai helmet. I put on whatever matching headband I needed. You're right, Ghost, I wore a mask. Otherwise, it was... I like to wear the bandana, like the thieves covering a little bit um, uh, on there. But I also was big on matching. Also, you either you've either used the white dye or you use the black dye. You don't 100%. need any of that other. Because um, they're all armor, the best one. White dye, Sakai armor, black dye. Correct, and it's awesome. Uh, I'm a big fan aesthetically, and I used it a lot until you get ghost because it re- renders it obsolete basically. But the Ronin outfit is badass looking. Especially yeah. in white. That's why I like the Kensei so much, because it's like an upgraded version of that. Yeah, and to me, Ghost was just a, the next progression of that. And then, you know, like I was saying earlier, I'm big on if I can play the game however, like if I'm good at all aspects of it, I play where I feel the game is leading me. So, like, I felt the game wanted me to be the Ghost. And when oh, I had time... Yeah. yeah, and then when I had time... I did stealth because that was the way to do it. And then also, the poison darts are really fucking funny to do. I enjoyed making <laughs> them puke up blood. Um, <laughs> but it was really, really good in that aspect. But yeah, I liked all the armor. I liked all the switching. I liked all the charms, like the variety of it. And I liked that you could switch them out on the fly as well and should. The minor charms or whatever, they really don't matter until you get like all the Fox Shrines and level their power up. Like, do they really make any difference whatsoever? Yeah. Um, and I like how having all the major... I only have one shrine I haven't done. I don't, it's somewhere up in Act 3, and I haven't. I just didn't run across it. Um, but I still only used, like, mainly three of the main charms, sometimes four. And I, I never think all, my charms. Ever. I think I used a total of five. What charms did you use? I can't even remember. I think I had one who was like um, increased increases health when you get a kill. Uh, one I, mean, is, I once used that. Yeah, I think one was increased health when healing, like when using healing, and I can't remember the others. Like I just I the charms I they were really cool and I got them and I used the like the ones that I think fit best for me. But it got to the point where, like, I, I get this point in certain games, especially when there's, like, a lot of different customization options where, like, I get so used to playing in a certain way that I get stage fright when it comes to actually making those changes. And, like, how big of a difference in my gameplay is it going to have? And if is, is it really worth it? 
So I was told, like, beforehand, like, several different, like, you know, IGN and Kotaku will have some public things you should know to play. And I usually don't look at them, but I did on this one. And I tried not to, like, look at anything that would affect me. But all of them had the same, like, when you, the open world, like, really opens up, go get these two charms. And they are the two I ended up using the most. The charm of Inari, which, like, anytime you go and pick up any item in the world, like, supplies, bamboo, whatever it like multiplies it you get free whatsoever and that's why like i have everything leveled up because i almost always had that equipped and it like triples the amount of stuff you pick up in the world like i was like maxed out on stuff at one point i had eleven thousand supplies um like it's it was very useful um and then i had on the one that anytime you were not in combat uh you're you automatically healed like your health bar refilled which was very useful yeah, because um, it kept you from using resolve, that which doesn't automatically replenish until you start fighting. Like I just had to run away from the fight, or you know, or after a fight, I didn't have to heal because I was automatically going to. It was very useful. And then in combat, I would switch out a Nari and put in the one that made perfect parry and dodge like way like I did margin that of error. I did that one. Um, did you get the Mongol armor? Uh, it's it's in a uh, tail. I know where it's at. It's the only one I don't have. It's in a tail of Sushima, um, like regular quest uh, that's at your base camp uh, in Act Three. I saw that and I saw the rewards for it was Mongol armor, but it's I didn't play it because it was just a random non-essential side quest when I was crunching to finish. It's all right. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. You are detected way less because you're wearing like armor that was specifically made for the con. Um, right. But you actually have to go and like clear out multiple camps, and like you get a piece from the head of each camp, basically. Um, I read that. I just kind of want. I didn't want to spoil anything, but I wanted to check. I was like, "What? How long is this going to take?" Because I was again crunching, and it read to me like a miniature version of what I did for Gusaku. And I was like, "I don't want to do that again." I was like, "I don't want to yeah. go to six farms, take out all that." It wasn't no. It was nowhere near as bad as the Gonsaku one. The Gonsaku one, where you had to get the keys, like yeah. in Acts One and Two, was way worse than this. Um, but I, it also like I found most of the pieces before I even found the quest, just because like I was like, oh, there's something, there's something on the horizon. I'm gonna go that way, and I'm just like went there, and there was a camp, and I learned very quickly to clear out farmsteads and camps because it like auto cleared a lot of your fog of war. And like gave yeah. you a lot more portions of the armor of the uh, the world to watch, but um, yeah, I ended up getting that as well. Like I, I just I really enjoyed just being in that world for a long period of time. I agree. Yeah, again, without crunch, I totally would have done that. Um, and it would, and I again, I any time I came across an encampment before then, I was clearing it out, and that's because like the world, I didn't have any like fill in like afterwards. Like I had before I moved on and act, like I had explored that world. I would very purposely ride the horse yeah. riding in this game is also well done uh i did you very much horse. did you complete all of the like side quest like character missions no that is the one thing that i was like just not doing i was it's the thing that i have to i would have to go back and beat all of like i didn't do like the uh ishikawa tells one of nine i was like no i was like I, i'm just gonna save those for later Oh, so you don't even know about Tomei, and or at least not fully. I mean, I know the Tomoe. start of all of it. You're yeah. forced to 
to do the start of them. I don't know the end of them yet. If I get time, I'll go back and finish those. Because, uh, like, Lady Masako has, like, her family was murdered and all that stuff. So I just haven't gone back and beaten all that. My plan was, but I just ran out of time. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk story. Um, the story was whatever for us at the beginning. It got better. I, don't, I still don't think it's, like, groundbreaking. It was very predictable, in my opinion. Yeah. But a solid story, enough to keep me engaged. Yeah, um, I, I said this last time, I think, and I kind of stick to it throughout the entire game. Like, I very much wanted to and played against character in the way the game wanted me to. Um, in terms of, like, I didn't want to do stealth, I didn't want to be the ghost and, like, renounce the samurai way and everything like that. But, I mean, I liked where the story went. I really, I really got hooked in the last third of the game in terms of the story in Act 3 specifically. Um, but Acts 1 and 2, you're, it is like a whatever, but... The, the final mission of Act 2 and then everything in Act 3, I really liked. I agree. I mean, it really ramped up. It like almost felt like the Game of Thrones, like, we've got to wrap this up. So, and it got really, like, you really fucking started going to it. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I mean, but a lot, like, Yuna's brother dying. I was like, immediately, when he, like, when you had the talking, he was like, we're leaving. I was like, her brother's going to follow me and he's going to die. Yeah. And there he is. I mean, I knew the choice I was going to have to make at the end before I got to that choice. Um, what choice did you make? You, you. I'm assuming you probably killed him because you went more samurai way. I did. I did because I loved my uncle and he wanted me to kill him. I didn't kill him because I did love him. And he gives you a knowing smile afterwards like he almost respects you because you saved his life because if you really loved him. But he also tells you you'll be hunted for the rest of your life. Yeah, but not by him. The Shogun are go is going to hunt you. And you're gonna he you get a you got a dumb red armor. I got sweet white ghost armor because clearly I was the right way to go. You know who disagrees with you? Sucker punch. They call yours the bad ending. They may call it that, but that's because they don't love their uncles. Or they love him enough to not murder him. And you embrace the character they wanted you to play all along, and you embrace the style of the ghost. And it's clearly the way you want to go, because you know it's right, and your uncle is a stubborn asshole that was going to get everyone murdered. They spend the entire game telling you how that way of the game is immoral. But it's the only thing that works. If you Clearly if you it doesn't! When you, when you try to take for... Uh, 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 whatever it is, your uncle back. Like he, everyone was gonna die. It was game over if you follow him. If you don't well, go poison the water, aren't as, they're not as good as I am. I could have taken all those guys out on my own. Uh, I do think if there is a sequel to this game, I think the canon ending will be the one I use. Yeah, it will. It very much will be, and I get that. It makes me sad because, like, yeah, for me, I, I actually like thought the emotion of it all too. Like, you definitely like. You stab him, like, with his dagger, basically. And, like, the whole way that the emotion played out, I thought they did really well. For there being what was clearly a different variation of the ending that they wanted me to go through, I thought they put a decent amount of effort into both endings. Um, which you don't always get, right? I mean, there, there sometimes is a very clear delineation between the two endings and the one that they think is the right way to go and that the majority of players are going to go, they spend more time with, but this felt legitimate, even though it was clearly not the way they wanted me to go. I agree. The only thing I do agree with you on is I like my red armor, but I'm all, 
black and white for the most part, and I, I really like the white armor because I have seen the ending for both, but I, I played my way first. Um, and I very, I felt again, I play what they I feel they want, and they very want, much want you to embrace the ghost. Um, and you build your relationship with Yuna, and I wanted to respect her. And plus, I didn't want to kill my uncle, even if he was a stubborn bastard. And I, by proving to him that I thought his ways were old, I'm gonna refuse to kill him because whatever. Uh, but I liked it. I mean, I know he wanted it, but just because he's stubborn doesn't mean I have to kill him because he's a stubborn asshole. You did. If my father asks me to do something, I'm going to do it. You're sucking up to the Shogun's what you're doing. No, man, that guy can get dicked. Yuna uh, wanted it, right? She totally did. Say what? Yuna wanted it, right? Yeah. Oh, no, you're going to fuck Yuna, like, at some point. Or you already have. Because she was totally, it. like... You're going up for the final fight, and she's like, you know, we could just go find an island somewhere, right? And I was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, let's do let's do that. Credits. I'd be all right <laughs> with it. I've been like, yeah, get you some. Um, no, I liked it. I liked the choice. Even like I said, I thought it was predictable, but it was really fun. Now, the Killing the Con mission, visually and playability was awesome it was so fun there's so much going on there's arrows everywhere in the air there's people everywhere it made me feel like i was like in like an old time like war like there's people i didn't know who i was swinging at i was just going buck wild and i was like motherfucker this is awesome it was really well done I think you're frozen on my screen. I don't know who can hear right now. I don't know if the world hears me or hears Josh. But he is frozen. Well, I'm recording, so that matters. Uh, anyways, you should play... Oops. You should play... Uh, Ghost of Tsushima is very worthwhile. To me, it is... Uh, I stand by my comparison to uh, the very beginning uh, when we talked about this uh, like a month ago. To me, it's the best Assassin's Creed game you'll ever play. Um, and granted, I'm not a huge Assassin's Creed fan. I like a few, uh, but they're uh, but they're solid games. And uh, several... like I like Black Flag quite a bit. Um... Odyssey was okay. Uh, I know Josh and Chuck were big fans of uh, Origin, um, but to me, I've never played Assassin's Creed. This is very much in the vein of Assassin's Creed, but it's no. This is no. This is a step above. Um, but uh, as far as um, scores and all that, that, there's a lot of people all of a sudden wanting to compare this and. The Last of Us 2, to me, is no. Last of Us 2 is just on a different level as far as technically. Uh, and, I mean, having fun and all that, that's completely subjective. So, if you like this game better than Last of Us 2, that's totally up to you and that's totally fine. But uh, I don't think it's the same level. I did have a lot of jank and a lot of texture popping and clipping and all this stuff going on. Some funny freezes. I had a 
two full hard freezes. So for me, that kind of keeps the main score down. I, a lot of time I said it at eight, I'd end up giving this probably about an 8.5 uh, out of 10, which is, I mean, still pretty fucking high. Uh, it's a very good game. If you own a PlayStation uh, 4, play this game. I mean, I, there's just no way around it. Uh, I think everyone, this is a game that everyone can pick up and enjoy. Um, but be prepared for a journey because it is going to be quite fucking long. Um, I think even if you just mainline the whole game, Without doing the side stuff, you're still going to put in 30 hours on this at least. Uh, so that's okay. But also, I need me some good short games because I just played two long ass games back to back. It's just me. Uh, Josh froze and then left. I'm assuming his internet's gone. I thought he'd come back by now. But that's okay. Uh, anyways. Uh, that's going to be it. Uh, I think Josh is very high. He's probably about a nine or better on this game. Uh, but I'll let him tell you next time. Uh, until then, that is all for this show. Thank you for listening. Make sure to check out next week when we will be, uh, talking movies and TV again. Got a lot of TV to talk about as we are slowly, but actually rapidly, uh, approaching our TV awards. going to be here sometime in the next month. We'll see what, uh, COVID allows us to do. Uh, which is not much. Uh, but until then, thank you for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Free For All, your source for all things geek. We just wrapped up another episode, but we're not done. Stay tuned for more episodes when we make our return next week. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and rate and review us too. That's the best way for new folks to find our show. You can also find us on the Google Play Store, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Don't forget that you can now subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the show as we record, and you can catch our live streams on the Free For All Facebook page. Also, feel free to tweet us at FFA Podcast to keep in touch. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Hello? Oh my god. Quick <laughs> finger in my mic. I looked over and you're speed fingering. <laughs>